0: Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to School of the Holy Spirit. We're doing our Wisdom Field Warriors series. I believe this is part 17, and uh, I'm going to be talking today about um, a really exciting topic. I love to talk about um, angels. Um I've given you a lot of stories and references, some, some examples of angels manifesting um, in the room whenever I minister in different places, and uh, I'm going to talk more about that in a minute, but I want to build upon this powerful concept that we introduced in our last session, and that is um, you prophesying um, the vision of the Lord. You actually Receiving the Lord's vision for your life, receiving his dream, receiving prophecies spoken over you and waging warfare by them and actually prophesying them. And we, we talked um, pretty heavy on the, the concept of Ephesians 6, the famous warfare scripture uh, where ta- Paul talks about be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and he, um, you know, he goes on to talk in, in the context of putting on your armor, being the word that the Lord spoke over you is your armor, right? That's the word rhema, right? You take up your sword, your shield, your helmet, your breastplate, your belt of truth, every defensive weapon and offensive weapon, all weapons are in what the Lord has spoken to you and how specific and unique those prophecies, dreams, and visions are of you because they contain your destiny. They contain what the Lord wrote about you in the books um, that are written in heaven, right? And they are powerful. And so Jesus actually said, he gave us some clues when he said, for out of the mouth, the heart speaks right? And if you connect the dots with the heart being a powerful thing. Um, so when the Lord gives you his Holy Spirit and renews your heart, no longer do you have a heart of stone. You have a heart that is sensitive to the voice, sensitive to the new realm of the kingdom of heaven. And now you are voice driven. You are, you, are, you are embracing the seeds that the Lord speaks into your heart And Satan is deathly afraid of that, right? We talked about the parable of the sower. Um, You guys are at the end of this are going to be experts on understanding the kingdom. Because if you understand the parable of the sower, Jesus said, you understand the kingdom. This is foundational for everything to open up to you in the realm of the kingdom. And so how do you hold on? How does a heart hold on to the seed? You actually begin to speak it. You believe it so much that you speak it. And you you know that is a that is the that is a line of demarcation guys because if you don't speak it if you don't actually if you actually kind of do this charismatic christian thing what you know that's popular in charismatic churches where they kind of embrace the holy ghost but they aren't fully in the kingdom of heaven which is the embrace of the holy ghost um they actually let people prophesy but they don't actually Teach people to hold fast and become what the prophecy actually spoke, or what the dream and the vision of the Lord actually dropped in their heart—the thing that Satan fears. Right? So they actually teach um, in a way that is kind of non-confrontational. So yeah, you just put that thing on a shelf, and you don't have to—you don't have to put any work into it. You don't actually have to commit your will to it. But let's let's reveal what is going on here you know the lord actually gives you a free will to actually choose and he's actually people who will he's after people who will worship him in spirit and truth with their whole heart their whole their whole mind all of their soul all of their strength right and he's he's after your heart guys and so your will is deeply connected to you you revealing whether you believe it or not right do you really believe it and if you believe it jesus said Jesus said, out of your mouth, the heart speaks, meaning that what you believe you will bring forth out of your mouth. So the way I teach this is the way Jesus proved it in the desert, that he came against the wiles of the devil who came to deceive him from really believing he was the son of god and jesus said no i actually believe it so much that i don't have to prove myself i don't actually have to do anything i am the son of god right i am jesus throughout the the four gospels he declared i am i am i am he repeatedly uh drove that nail into the head of the devil decreeing i am and be, out of him decreeing um he unleashed the kingdom everywhere he went. And so this is power, as we prophesy and believe, we are waging war according to the way Jesus did it in the desert, and the way Timothy instructed, or I'm sorry, Paul instructed Timothy, saying, by your prophecies wage war, right? So this is power is the connecting point of the whole thing. Do you really believe it? Because out of your heart your, your, out of your mouth, your heart will speak, right? And by default, if you don't speak it, you're actually choosing. You actually don't believe it. I had to learn to believe it when there was nobody else around me. Um, and I'm not going to get into the story again, but Go back and listen to it if you want to in the last message, but I had to I had to hold on to what the Lord spoke to me and actually speak it out loud, prophesy it. Tell my wife, yeah, I pack my bag and sit there and watch nothing happen for over a year until the Lord called me, actually opened the door for me to go to India. Um, and I mean, the war I fought in a war for several years. I told I told you before, but I actually had a bag packed um, and and instructed by the Lord because he was sending me to the nations. And I prophesied that the reason my bag was packed is because he was sending me to the nations and it didn't happen for a year, but he was after my heart. He wanted to see if I believed. Okay. And I just encourage you guys, whatever the, pro- whatever prophecies, whatever dreams, visions we talked about this last time that is your war declaration that is your true identity in Christ and you should be prophesying that every day. amen um, that is that is your iscus power. that is the supernatural force uh, that Christ gives you to actually change your situation, change your environment and and connect you to what the Lord has said. Amen. And that releases that dunamis uh, power, the the dynamite supernatural explosion. It releases the Kratos power, which is the direct voice of the Lord speaking into the darkness, creating the new thing. Right. And the Iskos power is your heart speaking under the authority of Christ, what he has said to you. And uh, uh, all the power of heaven is released when you prophesy the word of the Lord. And so, you know, I believe in this so profoundly because the Lord took me through this process. He took me through um, a testing um, in a way that most of the people that I kind of grew up with in the the church setting when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, um, most of those people were still in the same place doing the same thing because they never embraced their wilderness and actually never embraced the concept of becoming what Christ said they would become okay and so um i want to emphasize the fact that jesus is adamant adamant that you believe the prophecies that you believe the visions and the dreams and so adamant that i want to talk about a game changer that happened in my life uh in 2011 um i had this encounter where i was taken to heaven and i'm going to tell you about it in a minute but this was 10 years ago guy guys 10 years ago, 2011 is when I had this encounter and the Lord started awakening me to how powerful and purposeful, um, prophecy and the voice of God really is. Um, this was actually four years before the call to go to India. Okay. And so, um, this was actually before the desert season happened in my life. And so, um, I want to emphasize to you, uh, the importance of, of the direct voice of God. Okay. The words that Jesus speaks, um, are the seeds of life. Amen. And so in this encounter, I'm just going to read this to you. This is directly out of the book, wisdom filled warriors. Um, I want to read this to you and then I want to talk to you about it because it's a profound encounter. Um, and it's, uh, it's an encounter with angels. I want to talk about angels today for a minute. And I want to, um, after I tell you the story, I want to talk about, uh what gives the words out of your mouth the power right and why the lord assigns angels to you okay so all right this is out of the book um in 2011 i was in prayer when suddenly i was in the spirit and saw two creatures flying toward me they appeared having the bodies of men with six wings their faces were pristine with jet black hair and large eyes they grabbed me by the shoulders and started to pull me toward heaven I could feel myself leaving my body. They took me to heaven where I entered through a door. As soon as they carried me through the door, they set me on the floor, which was made of gold. The presence of the Lord was so heavy that I could not stand up. It was like this weight was pushing me down to the floor. I I literally had to lay face down on the floor. These two creatures, um, which I believe were seraphim, um, they described their they met the description in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah of the creatures called Seraphim that had six wings. Okay. They looked at me, both of them looked at me and pointed to a place off in the distance where the light was so bright. It was, it was, it was a blinding light. It was literally so bright. All you saw was brightness. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was, it was so bright that, um, it was like a blinding light. And they they looked at me and said, get to the throne. Okay. And so because I could not stand up, I began to army crawl on my belly. I'm not sure how long it took because I was so overwhelmed by the weight, like this kabod, this presence of God. Um, it was overwhelming, and I just kept crawling because I had to get there. The closer I got, the heavier the glory the presence of the Lord was. I was able to crawl to a point where I saw the elders were circled around the throne, and their crowns started to be piled up. I could see the throne, and Jesus was in the form of a lion. He was pacing back and forth, making the sound that a male lion makes when they are marking their ter- territory. I could see the glory in his breath every time he bellowed. As I watched, these two creatures came and grabbed me by the shoulders and flew me above the throne where there was a whirlwind. It was like a hurricane. Hundreds of these seraphim were flying in a whirlwind, crying out with a passion. They were saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Let the whole earth be filled with your glory. Each of the two creatures stayed beside me and would look at me and say, worship like you mean it. And they'd they'd hit me on the back and say, worship like you mean it, screaming at me like they were commanding worship out of me. It sounded like a football stadium. I mean, it was so loud. There were thousands and thousands of these seraphim and they were crying out, holy, holy, holy. It was I mean, it was so real It was like the wind was going through my chest. I could feel it. It was so powerful. And these creatures are crying out, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, let the whole earth be filled with your glory. And each time they made the declaration, it became more intense. Like it, like, I don't know how it could be more powerful, but every time they said it, there was more energy that built and built and built as they were declaring the holiness of the Lord. And this went on for what felt like hours and I could have stayed there forever. I couldn't feel my body. I couldn't sense anything of my flesh. I had no recollection or consciousness of limits or anything. All all I could feel was this super, supernatural, powerful energy as these thousands and tens of thousands of, of seraphim are flying in this hurricane around the throne crying out, Holy, Holy, Holy. Okay. Suddenly these two creatures took me by the arms and shoulders and flew me down to the throne of Christ where Jesus, the lion was still bellowing. He was making this bellowing and the breath. Like if you, like if you, uh, see those videos from Africa where the lion is bellowing in the early morning hours and the mist, the breath that's coming out of of the lion um, literally can be seen. That's what it was like. He was bellowing and I saw like a cloud was coming out as as the breath was coming out of, of the lion, okay? And when they stood me in front of the lion, the breath was hitting me in the face. And as powerful as the whirlwind was, this was even more powerful, like it went through me. All I can describe it as is it was a, just another level of not no consciousness of limitation of the body. It was pure spirit to spirit, face to face with Jesus Christ himself. And he was breathing on me. Okay. And he spoke, spoke to me these words that changed my life. I thought that when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh, in on May first of two thousand five, I thought that was a game changer, and it was. It was a game changer until this experience, because when Jesus breathed on me face to face, He spoke these words. That was a whole different level of the prophetic. I had understanding when I came back from this. I'll t- I'll talk to to you in a minute about it. But um, when He breathed on me, He stopped, and He looked me in the eye, and He 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 said this distinctly. Tell my people that if they believe their prophetic words, they will experience their portion. And he continued to bellow in my face like, like he breathed. He kept breathing on me and he kept speaking. Tell my people that if they believe their prophetic words, they will experience their portion. And all, of, and all of a sudden, I don't know how long this went on. I mean, by the clock, it was, it was a couple hours, okay? But when I was back, I was messed up for days. When I say messed up for days, there was an anointing on me that was tangible and so supernatural. I had to preach the next day, okay? And um, when I stood up to preach... I started to speak and I started to tell of this experience because I had nothing else to say. I was undone. I I mean, I was so undone that um, the only thing I could talk about was being taken to heaven. I mean, it was so real. It was so supernatural. And I had command. I had received a command from Jesus Christ, the lion, the roaring lion with a command, tell my people to believe. So I'm telling you right now, guys, believe, believe the prophecies spoken over you, believe the dreams, believe the visions, because they are real and they contain an inheritance. They contain a destiny for you. That is your portion, according to the books written about you in heaven. And so I was so like undone at this point. um, I stood up and I started to tell this story. And when I started to tell the story, people in the room were falling out of their chairs and going into trances. It was one of the most unusual, and I, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen mass deliverances in rooms. I've seen whole rooms break out in holy laughter when I when I went to preach in certain places. Um, I've seen some very, very powerful things, but this was like the glory of God came in the room, and people... Um, literally within five minutes as I'm telling the story are laying in the aisles, laying on the floor, face back, you know, head, head back on the floor with their hands up in, in a trance, in a um, supernatural encounter with the presence of the Lord. And if you don't think trances are real, I mean, you got to read like the book of Zechariah. I mean, he, talk, he talks about the angel coming and awakening him. It was like he was in a in a dream, in a daze. He's talking about a trance. He's talking about a spirit to spirit encounter, a visitation in heaven. Right there, there's it, the whole book of Ezekiel is about prophetic encounters, um, having visions. Right, that, those are the type of visions that the, that's a gift that the Lord has given me to have these real, tangible encounters. And I'm telling you this. Because when I tell the story, it happens to people and they start to have these, they start to have supernatural encounters and visions in their prayer lives that they didn't have before. And it was happening in front of my eyes as I was telling the story um, of the encounter in heaven and the command from Jesus, the encouragement from Jesus, tell my people that if they believe their their, their prophecies, They will experience their portion. So I'm telling you guys, believe, believe, believe your prophecies. Speak your prophecies. Believe your prophecies. For you will experience your portion. Amen. And so, you know, you know, this encounter with the lion, um, it was commanding me. He was commanding me to speak it. And when I what I realized Um, In the weeks, months, and even years following, and even to today, um, that encounter changed me. And it was the beginning of my revelation. This happened in 2011. So this is six years after my first experience in being baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I had some crazy encounters in those six years. I mean, I, I can tell you stories, and I've told some of them in here. But I mean, it was not unusual for me to have these type of encounters. But this one... About prophecy and the command to tell the people um, this was this was the beginning of the awakening of my calling to to minister and equip the people to believe. OK, so I'm so I'm encouraging you guys um, embrace the impartation that comes with with this. A lot of you right now, I mean, I get these stories and explanations all the time that when I tell this story, it's like, oh my gosh, the hair on my arms is standing up. I can feel God. Why is that? Because I'm testifying to you. I'm witnessing to you of having been with Christ, the Lion of Judah in heaven, in the heavenly realm and received a command and an ability to impart what I experienced. And you are literally receiving it right now. Okay. And if you're not, that's okay. If you if you don't have any tinglies or anything that would be abnormal, that's okay too. Uh that doesn't mean you're not receiving it. That just doesn't mean you're having it um a physical manifestation because of it. Okay. But you know, the anointing, the the thing to to emphasize here, number one, is um believing. This is just another encouragement for you guys. To execute the power and authority Jesus gives you in the prophecies. Because as Jesus said, when, when I'm in heaven and he commanded me to tell you, if you believe, if you prophesy the prophecies, the dreams and the visions, if you speak them out of your mouth, if you believe it, you will experience your portion, right? Right? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's in the book of Proverbs. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you have the ability to manifest what you believe. Okay? And so this method of warfare, this method of taking dominion, is a supernatural thing. It's an element of the anointing. Okay? This element of the anointing, prophecy is a piece of the anointing. Okay? Prophecy, dreams, visions, uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit, words of knowledge, healing, those are all abilities, right? Impartations of the Spirit. It is a supernatural um, equipping of the Holy Ghost. And so one thing I want to emphasize here is the work, uh, the work of the Spirit. Okay, when you align your heart to the work of the Spirit, you become the stronger one. You become something that has already been decreed, already been declared by the Lord when he wrote the book. And if he wrote the book about you at the beginning, documenting that this is who you are. This is my son. This is my daughter. Guess what? When you align your heart to it, it's not if, it's when. You get that? It's not if, it's when. You become the stronger one. And in fact, Jesus demonstrated this in casting out devils in Luke 11 when he's arguing or the Pharisees are arguing with him and Jesus Jesus is Jesus turns around and he says no he says but if i cast out demons with the finger of god this is verse 20 Luke 11:20 but if i cast out demons with the finger of god surely the kingdom has come upon you surely the kingdom and he goes on to say that when a stronger one comes fully armed right Fully armed. What did I, what did we just teach you in Ephesians 6? How are you fully armed? In the prophecy, in the dream, in the vision, you become fully armed with the vision of heaven, which is not only defensive armor, but offensive armor that cuts off the head of the serpent and the manifestation of the finger of God, the finger, right? The finger is the Holy Ghost. The finger is what drives out the demon. So whenever you are in the power of the spirit, whenever you are prophesying and, um, releasing words of knowledge, you are uprooting, you are destroying the kingdom of darkness because you are the stronger one as, as you align yourself with the stronger one, right? Don't, don't forget that Jesus Christ is the stronger one. The Holy Ghost is the stronger one. And he's given you opportunity to choose in your heart by your will to embrace this supernatural vision that he has for your life and by it you wage warfare, and you can't lose. It's actually rigged in your favor. It will appear like it's impossible. It will appear like there's no reason to believe. It will appear at real in front of your eyes as things are stripped away from you, relationships you rely on, um, things appear broken, things are it appear like they're all lost. But that's that's the elude. That's the only thing Satan can do is the illusion, right? But it's also the blessing of the Lord as things are stripped away from you. Because when you hold on, when there's no other reason to believe, when you hold on to the prophecy, the dream and the vision, and you begin to speak it, you will experience your portion. It's not if, it's when the kingdom, the kingdom vision, the destiny the Lord wrote about you begins to unfold in front of your life. Amen. So you become the stronger one. You become the one who dictates things. Amen. And so I want to take a minute just to articulate the concept of angels because a lot of people just have a weird, weird view and they, they, they end up like worshiping angels and falling in love with angels and making it more about the supernatural than it is about believing. And there is no substitute for being in alignment and relationship with the Holy Spirit and believing what he is telling you. Because he promises that the supernatural, right? The signs and the wonders will follow. Jesus said in Mark 16, these signs will follow you if you believe. You'll cast out devils, heal the sick, baptize people in the Holy Ghost. Signs and wonders, drink poison. You won't get hurt. Like supernatural things, right? It should be normal. If you are in the kingdom, the supernatural should manifest all around you. Amen. I want to talk to you a minute about angels and kind of grounding the concept, you got to expect in it, but you also have to be grounded in it. Okay. Angels are a part of the kingdom. Angels um, have a certain function related to the words that come out of your mouth. Okay. Excuse me. Whenever, whenever the um, book of Hebrews in, in chapter one begins to talk about Angels and the supernatural he says, are they not all ministering spirits sent to ensure that you become a flame of fire that 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 the supernatural works around you right I mean if, if you read verse 7 verse 14 um, it, it talks about uh, your inheritance of salvation number one verse 14 it says, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to service those who will inherit salvation? well what is salvation? A lot of people call, use the concept of getting saved, like saying yes at the altar and that's that was never the end game. <laughs> Religion has made it the end game. Come to the altar and say yes and they chalk up how many souls they got saved. <laughs> that's not that's not the end game. The end game is how many people you get on the train believing and holding fast to the vision. The relation connection to the Holy Spirit. And the expectation is that angels come to ensure and help you inherit salvation. So salvation is about your destiny, about your purpose, about your relationship long term with Christ, about releasing heaven on earth. It's a lot more than making a decision at an altar. Right. That's actually just let's that's like, OK, let's get start getting you. Introduced to the Holy Spirit and to know the Holy Spirit and begin to help you in the relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's a beginning phase. They treat it like it's the end game. Like you said, yes, and you keep living your old sin-filled life. That's that's a lie. That's an there's actually denominations that say once saved always saved. Once you go to an altar and say yes, you're always saved, and they have no relational dynamic with the Holy Spirit. That's that's one of the greatest lies from, from Satan that there is. Okay. The, the angel, when the Lord started introducing me to angels, they were always related and connected to a purpose associated with my calling associated with what the Lord was going to have me do associated with saving me. Okay. That may be, that may be an, uh, a, a subject that scares the daylights out of you. It actually should. If you don't know the Holy Spirit, know his voice and follow his voice, it should scare the daylights out of you. Because the book of James, as he's talking to the church, he actually talks about the power of the Holy Spirit able to save you. Why would he talk to the church and say that the Holy Spirit has the power to take you by the hand and save you <laughs> if you didn't need saved? I need saved every day of my life. And you know what I do? I wake up to hear the voice of the Lord and pray and spend time in his presence to hear what he wants me to do, hear what's next on the agenda, to execute his vision, to embrace the destiny he has for me, right? That's what being saved is. I'm saved in my relationship daily. Not one time I went to the altar. Okay, so angels have a key part in this. And, um verse uh, Hebrews chapter one, verse seven says, and he makes his angels spirits and his ministers flames of fire. So there's a connection to you burning in the Holy Ghost and the angels, right? The angels are spirits who literally become the force behind the words you speak. All right. And those words that you speak are supernatural. And I'll get, I'll get to them in a minute, but angels, you know, angels um, are a big part of your protection, your deliverance, your healing, and the work of do, doing the ministry. You should expect and and have relationship with the Holy Spirit in such a way that He, he introduces you to angels and makes you aware of angels. I think I told you guys in, a, you know, I can't remember which session, but... Um, You know, when I started, when the Lord had me pray in tongues six hours a day, that's when He started introducing me to angels on a routine basis. And I've seen those angels in different places, different things. Um, And, um, you know, it's a real thing. It's part of the kingdom, it should be normal. Psalm 91, um, which goes, you know, if, if you are ever going to follow the Lord into the desert when it's your time of testing, you better understand Psalm ninety one and recognize that angels are a major part of you making it through your wilderness. In Psalm ninety one eleven he actually says he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone, right? And they help you tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you trample underfoot, right? Because the Lord equips you. He, he positions you to win in the desert when you hold on to what he says, because angels are assigned to those words. Okay? Angels are assigned to the words that come out of your mouth. Think of it this way. And I'll just I'll explain this in a in a picture rather than trying to use scripture to articulate it. But as David's on the battlefield standing before the giant. You've got this boy that has no force, no power, no ability against this nine, ten, ten foot tall. Who, who knows how tall this giant was named Goliath, who literally could have grabbed David's head and crushed it like a fly. Right. But yet the Lord raises this young boy to be so faithful in believing in the impossible that God is the one who conquers the the impossible that he sends him on the battlefield and he begins to prophesy to the giant, this day I'll take your head, right? What what happened when David released the stone from, from the slingshot? It hit him in the head. David was prophesying the direction of his stone, the direction of his weapon. He was prophesying the death of his enemy and, the, and David's victory at the same time, Okay. Now, you got to realize there is no way on earth that that boy threw a stone without help that killed a giant. Okay, you got that? You got your head wrapped around that? There's no way. It was a supernatural force. What made it supernatural? It was the angel that took that stone in midair and slung that stone so hard because that angel was assigned to that stone when David said, This day I will take your head. David was prophesying. He was using Iskis power to release the kingdom of heaven against the enemies of God. And there was no way that the boy, who, who on his own couldn't win, but there was no way because he prophesied the vision of the Lord against the giant and there were angels assigned to ensure the fulfillment of the prophecy, releasing the kingdom into the impossible place, to dominate the possible place, and to create and establish the way of the kingdom, right? And it's a picture that that angel or angels literally take that stone If you can envision as as David is prophesying, those angels are waiting for the release of the stone, release of the weapon. And David releases this weapon of war, which is actually not the stone. The weapon of war is the prophecy. The weapon of war is the vision of the Lord, the supernatural power of heaven. And the Lord sends his angels to ensure. Right? Psalm 91, he gives his angels charge over you. He gives his angels charge over you. If you can picture this, there are angels that have been assigned to you that if you've never prophesied, they've been waiting all your life for you to open your mouth and begin to prophesy the vision of the Lord because they are bloodthirsty. They are ready to execute the vision of the Lord. They are ready to conquer the darkness. They are ready to cut off the head of the serpent when you prophesy. And that is that takes you back to Genesis 3 15 guys the prophecy was that the seed would crush the head of the serpent right and if you are in Christ the anointing the vision of the Lord the prophecy of the Lord you are releasing the seed that crushes the head of the serpent and in this case David prophesied I will take your head Goliath I am taking your head and as soon as he released the stone in faith, as he pro- as he prophesied and released the stone in faith, literally angels, if you can picture angels taking that stone supernaturally and drilling it into Goliath's head to kill him. Amen? That picture changed my life. That picture, whenever Jesus... Whenever I was taken to heaven and Jesus breathed on me and he said, tell my people that if they believe uh, the prophecies, they will experience their portion. That changed my life. And Jesus literally in that encounter started opening up my understanding. He literally started giving me dreams and visions that were so supernatural and explaining the scripture, explaining the supernatural way of, of the kingdom and how angels are connected to it. They're actually waiting for you to prophesy, prophesying it. The Iskus power literally commands the angel because the Lord has already written it about you. He has written the vision. He has written the prophecy and he's waiting for you to release it on earth so that the angel can make it. So your angel is literally waiting for you to prophesy. I, I mean i I pray that your eye, the eyes of your heart are so open that you, you 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 literally gasp in the middle of the night as your heart becomes sensitive to the presence of your angel and the the imploring upon you you were born to prophesy, you were born to prophesy, you were born to speak the word of the Lord and see devils cast out the raising of the dead, you were born to do it, you were born to command. The vision of the Lord and watch your angels do the work that make you a flame of fire, says the Lord. Are you with me? Are you with me? My God, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm preaching myself into oblivion, into a happiness. I'm ready to go shake the nations. I'm ready for an Indian mission trip. I'm ready for a church that needs resurrected and power. I am ready to baptize a thousand people in the Holy Ghost and see them shake and weep and cry as demons are cast out because the giants are falling when you prophesy the word of the Lord, amen? My God, you see, Prophecy is contagious. Prophecy brings victory. And when people see victory, they say, I want that. I want a victory in my life. I want, I want deliverance in my life. I want healing in my life. It is the real thing. It is the kingdom. It's not fake. You don't have to implore people to believe a dead philosophy and get them to come back next week and try to convince them it's real. No, when they see the real thing, when they see signs and wonders, it says they are convinced by the prophetic. They are convinced by the word of the Lord. They know spirit to spirit, it's real, and it, they don't have to be convinced. Amen? And so I want to I wanna talk to you, just I want to calm down for a minute, and I want to talk to you a little bit about how real angels are. Because if you're not convinced yet, there's still more guys. I got I got to tell you some more, okay? Um you know, I've told you guys I've told you guys uh stories over the last weeks and months, um some of them involving angels. I, I told you the one where um you know, the angel of love brought that vial of deliverance in the room and I started to prophesy what I saw that the angel was pouring oil on people and I, and and the oil literally started to run down my face. What I prophesied manifested in the natural, right? I told you the story about the uh, the Lord um, waking me up and, and talking to me about the angel that would be present in the meeting that night and the gold dust that came upon the unbelieving girl and then everybody else in the room had gold dust on them, right? Heaven invaded the place. There was a tangible impartation, right? Um, And I can tell you other stories, but those are the ones I told. And I want to reference that um, just to remind you that angels are in the ministry. Angels are part of the call, right? And that there are angels wait, literally right here, waiting for you to begin prophesying. They are literally waiting for you. They're probably actually tech. They probably have a hold of your shirt begging you to prophesy. okay? because they want they want to hurt the darkness. They want to release light in the darkness. That's their assignment. Okay. That is the assignment of an angel to execute the vision of the Lord, to actually make what the Lord said would happen. They're waiting for a man to believe it in their heart. And this is why Satan fears somebody who has the seed in their heart will not let it go, but they will prophesy it. The angel of the Lord is literally waiting for a man waiting for them and tugging on you saying, please prophesy so I can do my job. Please prophesy so I can take down a giant. Please prophesy. And you may say, well, I don't think angels are supposed to be that mean. Let me tell you something. I don't know what you have heard or what you have perceived like these Christmas angels that show up with a flute in their hand and Listen, baby, I have seen angels that scare the living daylights out of me. And I'm like, thank God they're on my side. Thank God they're on the side of Jesus Christ. Because they are dominant forces. Okay? And I'll just I'll tell you one story. And this this is again out of the book, um, Wisdom Filled Warriors. I'm gonna read this um and then I'm gonna talk about it for a minute, but. Here's here it goes. Uh, this angel's called the Reaper. I love this angel, and I've seen this angel in many places. I'll I'll tell you a couple other stories about it in a minute. But this angel called the Reaper. Um, this is how the Lord introduced me to the Reaper. Okay. An angel appears in front of me. He is carrying a thin gold sickle. He introduced himself, saying, "I am the Reaper." I was sent to reveal to you how I work with you in the harvest to reap and to bind. A door appears and he takes me through the door into a room that has shelving for the collection of the heads of demons, princes, ruling spirits, principalities, every kind of demon, um, you name it. There were spots on the shelf for the heads of my enemies." They were my enemies. They weren't his enemies. They were my enemies. And he looks at me, he smiles because he knows that I'm getting the picture. I'm getting the reality that together we're called to hunt. Together we're called to hunt what hunted me. Together we're called to actually do something that is supernatural for the kingdom. I'm on his side as much as he's on my side. He needs me to prophesy as much as I need him to execute the prophecy. Amen. So he points me to a specific entity which the Lord revealed to me in a spiritual battle over the years. And in these series of battles, um, and if you read the book, I get into this a lot deeper. But in these battles, there were specific giants that the Lord had me face. There was a certain five-headed dragon that the Lord had me face and gave me specific things to prophesy to these entities. Okay. And I mean, there were different creatures that the Lord had me face over the years. The Reaper then led me out of the room, and we ascend up into the clouds. I can look down and see a mountain. I can see that the area directly above the mountain has been conquered and a bright, glorious light is shining over the mountain. There are hundreds of angels stationed horizontally and vertically within the sphere of light that covers the entire mountain, making it a safe place. However, I can see beyond the light that surrounds the mountain into the valley adjacent to it, as well with the skies that surround the protected mountain. I can see that the skies outside of the light There are many demonic creatures on the earth. There are giants and ruling spirits that walk on the earth in the midst of the valleys that are outside of the ring of light that the Lord had me create in the season of prophecy to take this particular mountain. Okay. Jesus then appeared to me as I'm positioned in the skies above this mountain. He places a scepter in my hand and teaches me how to point toward a region. When I point Prophecy begins to flow out of my mouth into the darkness of the surrounding area. As I prophesy, I then see the reaper angel move into the darkness and his sickle begins cutting off the heads of the demonic creatures. As I watch how the Lord invades the darkness, through the equipping of men to prophesy, which sends his angels that ride upon the winds of the prophecy into the darkness to destroy it, the Lord then looks at me and says, You were born to prophesy. I'm looking at you guys right now, and I'm I'm telling you this, you were born to prophesy you were born to expect to conquer dark places you were born to expect and know that when the Lord sends you somewhere when he speaks to you a thing that you think you have no ability to there's an angel tugging on your shirt right now and saying please prophesy it I want to take off the head of the giant I want to take off the head of the dragon I want to take off the authority of the entity that is limiting and controlling you limiting and controlling your people I want to take off the head of the one who's enslaved your cousin. I want to take off the head of the one who's enslaved your dad. I want to take off the head of the one who's enslaved your teenage boy into drugs and alcohol. I want to take off the head of the one who hunts your friend. I want to take off their heads. So you see, there's a generation and the Lord is waking up and 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 they're going to have the same saying that David had. I'll take off your head, I'll take off your head, I'll take off your head, I'll take off your head. You know why? Because that's the authority of Christ, and angels are sent to do the work of the one whom the fire of God rests upon, because they are born to prophesy and release the kingdom on the earth. Are you with me, guys? My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel warriors rising up, awake being awakened to the supernatural call that's upon their life. One person who believes that Jesus Christ literally gave them a prophecy, a dream or a vision so that they could enter their inheritance will become a supernatural warrior, a kingdom, a kingdom filled believer, one who believes daily in the supernatural, and waits for the command of the Lord to cut off a head. I can't wait. I, I love, I thirst after the Lord sending me to a new place. I thirst after the Lord sending me into a church to get the whole church baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, people prophesying, supernatural signs happening, demons being cast out of people. You know why? Because I believe it. I've experienced it. You can't take it from me. It's the seed is in my heart. I'm ruined for life. There's no way I could go back to dead church sitting in a place where all the people are just sitting there dazed and confused, looking at a guy for 20 minutes as he speaks and everybody gets up and runs out the door, lifeless. My God, what would the army of the Lord look like if you had people who were so dedicated to hearing the voice of God that they gathered together and were salivating to release their angel as they prophesied and watch giants fall and watch principalities fall and watch regions be taken back because they know that when they prophesy, the angel of the Lord is being released to do the work of the minister, to do the work of the called one of God. Amen. So Lord, I just, I pray right now that uh, just like Elisha prayed for his servant, Lord, and he said, open the eyes of his heart. Lord, let him see that there are more for us than against us. Lord, I pray for every person listening right now that the eyes of their heart would be flooded with light, that they would have a revelation of the domination of the kingdom of heaven. That the kingdom of heaven is about taking ground, about ruling places that were dark before, about ruling places that were bound in uh, by dragons and giants and um, demonic entities that have enslaved the people in brokenness and poverty and shame, in in all this dark junk. Lord, I pray that Lord, you would command them, awaken them now, and command them to prophesy, to believe so profoundly that they prophesy the vision of the Lord. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name for this grace to be multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. Lord, I pray awaken the warrior that the enemy has locked inside and and muzzled. Lord, I I command that muzzle to fall off right now in the name of Jesus, and I awaken the fire of the Holy Ghost in every person listening to this right now in the name of Jesus, and I command you, and I decree over you, you were born to prophesy, you were born to believe what the Lord has spoken to you, and you were born to prophesy and release your angel against your enemies, and to become what the Lord has called you to become, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I I just release release this grace right now. And I just, I feel the unction of the Lord on this. I want to tell this story. Uh, This is, I promise I'll close after this, but you know what? The Lord has an amazing way of doing things and confirming a time and a season and and a certain distinction in the execution of what he commands will happen. And, um, you know, I told you guys, um, I think in the last session that I I, I talk about this in the intro of of this new book, that on the night that I uh, was baptized in the Holy Ghost, the prophetic word over me was that I would would awaken Gideon's army, that I was a Gideon in hiding. And just as Gideon awakened an army, I would awaken a supernatural army to do a supernatural work. And uh, (laughs) I was in Redding, California uh, a few weeks ago. Um, for Thanksgiving with my two kids that are in uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry and uh, I was in the midst of putting the finishing touches on this book and I I kid you not, I was sitting there in the in in the prayer chapel. I was sitting in the prayer room and this guy walks up to me out of nowhere and he says, "I've been seeing you in here for for days." And every time I see you, the Lord won't let this word leave. So I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this before I go. He says, "The Lord says that you're a Gideon, and now is the time to awaken the army." And that, and that was it, guys. And I'm, I'm telling you this because, my God, I feel the presence of the Lord on this. The Lord, I, I've waited 16 years. For the writing of this book, um, and and I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't ready to write this book. I had to live the life. I had to live and discover and have these encounters and impartations even to be in this place. Um, But the prophecy that this guy said, connecting the dots with now is the time of the awakening of the army... Guys, I know that there is a supernatural anointing on on this the timing of it. There are going to be people that you've never dreamed that you're going to start dreaming. There are people that have never seen visions that never saw angels you're going to the the supernatural encounters, the discernment of seeing demons and not fearing them but hunting them. The courage of the lord is is going to come upon people and their embrace of the prophetic voice of the Lord and the ability to prophesy against your enemies the way David stood and prophesied as an impossible child, Uh, as one who would be crushed in the natural, but standing in prophecy and releasing that prophecy against the giant, knowing that the angel of the Lord was ready to do the work of the ministry, the work of the prophecy to ensure the execution of the kingdom, to gain ground, to invade the darkness and cause the darkness to be beheaded and the rest of their army to run. I just decree that over you now in the name of Jesus. I release this Gideon anointing that you will drink supernaturally that you will drink unlike uh, those who kept their head down, um, but you will drink with your head up thirsting after the presence of the Lord, yet at the same time hunting your enemy. (laughs) I just prophesy that over you. I decree that over you, that you are the army of the Lord with supernatural weapons in this new season of grace, this new season of purpose, this new season of awakening. I release that grace upon you now in Jesus' name, and I decree these words will ring in your heart night after night, day after day. You were born to prophesy. You were born to behead the very entity that has enslaved you, your family, your loved ones, and the people that the Lord sends you to. You were born to prophesy, says the Lord. Amen. All right, guys, pray hard search out the Lord in the night, expect supernatural things. And uh, I will see you next week. Keep sending me those emails. I love, I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear the supernatural stories and the dreams and the things that the Lord is doing with you. And uh, I just encourage you, um, if you feel the unction, uh, email me, reach out to me. Um, We have living rooms being awakened in the power of the Holy Spirit all over America. Amen. And um, yours could be next. Amen. All right. Good talking to you and we'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for joining this week's episode of The School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcupett.org, d-a-v-i-d-c-u-p-p-e-t-t.org, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.